0: Well, hey, good morning. A lot of stuff to talk about today. Uh, Thursday, September 30th, 2021. Last day of September, Thursday, September 30th, 2021. PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, Those four words. Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV podcast and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you coming every day. Very nice of you. Um, uh, If you can. Uh, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. This, is pr- this one is probably going to uh, uh, be a good day. I did a little bit of extra research because of an interview I watched this morning. I'll tell you about that in a minute. Uh, so bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can. Tweet to me your questions, insights or fights, at CyberClops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Or maybe you want to just school me on something. Please do. Senator Christ- uh, Kirsten Cinema. Her refusal to explain her specific objections to build back better or to offer, offer alternatives has sparked a growing anger among progressive lawmakers who say that cinema is, in the, in the words of uh, Representative Ro Khanna from uh, California, holding up the will of the entire Democratic Party. Uh, earlier Tuesday, cinema. Met with Biden and the White House uh, at the White House to discuss her position on the reconciliation package, which is known as the uh, Build Back Better Act, as you know. Uh, but even during the uh, closed door meeting with Biden, Cinema refused to clarify why she opposed the popular measure. So I, I mean, I, I, most Americans want this. <clears throat> Previous reporting has suggested that Cinema who received hundreds of thousands of dollars in campaign cash from the pharmaceutical industry, opposes Democrats' drug pricing reforms and proposed tax hikes on the rich and large corporations. But she hasn't said so publicly. Of course she hasn't said so publicly, because that would mean she has admitted to being a Republican. Cinema made clear she's still not on board with the party's $3.5 trillion social spending plan and is hesitant ...to engage on some specifics until the bipartisan infrastructure package passes the House... ...so she can go ahead and oppose the Build Back Better. That's what she wants. Oh, man. This is really gangering me. Of course, this flies right in the face of the progressives Caucus... ...who won't vote for it until Build Back Better is done. Listen to this. This was on Tuesday that she met with Biden... On the same day as her meeting with the, with, with the president, Cinema held a fundraiser with several corporate groups that are aggressively lobbying against the reconciliation package, including the National Association of Wholesale Distributors. Uh, the New York Times reported the lobbyists were invited to an undisclosed location on Tuesday afternoon, just after her meeting, for 45 minutes to write checks for between $1,000 and $5,800 payable to cinema f- for Arizona, her, uh, her campaign. In other words, she's being paid off. This is Kirsten Cinema of Arizona. For anybody, if you know anybody in Arizona, you got to call them and tell them. Representative Ilan Omar of Min- uh, Minnesota. Uh, the whip for the 96-member uh, Congressional Progressive Caucus told CNN earlier this week that she wants Cinema and Mansion to make their demands clear so that we uh, can engage with that. Those that's an exact quote. Omar added, "It is saddening to see them use Republican talking points. We obviously." didn't envision having Republicans as part of our party. I hope that they will understand that Democrats need to be united behind the president's agenda, and we need to have urgent conversations on how to get this agenda done. I, you know what? I say fuck the infrastructure bill. Build back better is way more important. Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. And speaking of cinema, by the way... A group of Arizona Democrats backed by a network of deep-pocketed donors is laying the groundwork for a primary challenge to Cinema. The new primary uh, Cinema PAC does not plan to support a particular primary challenger. Instead, it will fund a uh, fund local groups to pressure Cinema and help build the support and inf- infrastructure for an eventual candidate. Makes me want to run uh, for for uh, uh, the Senate. Uh, Alex Gomez and Thomas Robles the co-executive directors of the group Living United for Change in Arizona said quote we fought tirelessly to elect Kirsten Cinema in 2018 and we're disappointed that she has not done more for voting rights climate change immigration reform and other issues <clears throat> they wanted to say Cinema has proven time and time again That she doesn't share these values, so it's time to organize and replace her with someone who does. The Central Committee uh, of the uh, Arizona Democratic Party voted overwhelmingly Saturday to pass a resolution criticizing Sinema for opposing filibuster reform, among other issues. And warned that she could face a no confidence vote. In a separate effort, two dozen public officials and activists in Arizona launched their own campaign yesterday to build a pot of money using the fundraising platform Crowd, uh, CrowdPack that will eventually be released to a candidate who challenges cinema. The group wrote either Senator Cinema votes to end or reform the Jim Crow filibuster this year, or we fund a primary challenge to replace her with someone who will. People are pissed. Moving on. Uh, Just 20 corporations or industry groups, well, 20 is a lot, especially when they're big, uh, keen to preserve nearly 2.3 trillion in tax cuts the GOP passed in 2017 and to make permanent billionaires $1.8 $1.8 trillion pandemic windfall have spent more than $201 million in lobbying so far this year, these, these billionaires and billionaires. <clears throat> That's according to a report filed yesterday by People's Action, a nationwide network of groups organizing for social justice and Demos, Demos, a progressive uh, think tank. Corporations... Many that during the pandemic made billions of dollars are desperately trying to hold on to tax breaks given to them in 2017 by Republicans. They also want to stop the Build Back Better plan that would help everyday normal people. It's not enough that they are billionaires. They also want everybody else poor and desperate so they'll work for anything. Corporations threatened by the prospect of paying a slightly higher tax rate and exercising a little less power over working people are spending millions to sabotage the Democratic Reconciliation Bill that would expand the social safety net and bolster climate action. Of course, if they bolster climate climate action, corporations have to uh, uh, spend money to fix the climate, to fix their own companies. So they're uh, 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 more carbon neutral, I suppose. So they don't want to spend money. They don't care about the future. They don't care about you and I. The report exposes how corporations are trying to ensure that the United States' wealthiest and most powerful elite entities can reap obscene profits year after year at the people's expense and keep our elected officials from taking action to restore communities. The report highlights anti-democratic corporate spending and opposition to the Build Back Better Act's proposed reforms and the following six key issue areas, all of which are backed by a majority in the U.S., These are increasing taxes on corporations and the ultra-rich, lowering drug prices, providing affordable health care, investing in public and affordable housing, tackling climate change, and providing a pathway to citizenship for undocumented people. For each issue area, the report explains measures included in the reconciliation package, shows polling results indicating popular support for the proposed investments and policies and details what corporations are doing to obstruct the bill's passage. They are insane trying to stop this. I was watching CBS this morning. With uh, uh, They had Senator Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania being interviewed about uh, why the GOP won't raise the debt ceiling. Won't help raise it when Democrats are trying to raise the debt ceiling. It was pointed out uh, by Tony DeCoppel. He's great. I like him. Uh, I've mentioned that before. I really do like him. It was pointed out by Tony DeCoppel that the uh, Treasury Department says the debt ceiling has nothing to do with new spending and has all to do with previous st- spending. Pat Toomey claimed that was new policy. He said... It has to do with future spending. He said. He said that. Uh, oh uh, yeah, we'd have to raise the debt ceiling, but not by as much. BS. Uh, we happen to have open records. I went to. Have you ever heard of this? The Internet Wayback Machine. Uh, um, there was a, a, an old cartoon in the '60s. Great cartoon. Great cartoon. It was. Um, Uh, Mr. Peabody and his pet boy Sherman. Mr. Peabody was a dog that talked. And he had a pet boy named Sherman. And they would go uh, back in history to talk about history. It was a great show. Anyway, so that's where the name of the Internet Wayback... They used something called the Wayback Machine to go... uh, They would press a couple of dials and and then they would go back in history. Anyway, that's where the Internet Wayback Machine name came from. Uh, Anyway... If you go to the Internet Wayback Machine, which I did, I went to the Internet Wayback Machine and found that the statement by the Treasury Department was identical for the debt ceiling between the Trump administration and the Biden administration. In fact, I'm thinking I would probably go back. I mean, I just went back to the most recent update during the Trump administration, and it was still the same. I'm sure I could go back 10 years and it would be the same or 20 years. Well, I don't know if they had the website back then. They probably, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, this is what the GOP does when they want things their way. They will lie, they will cheat, they will steal to keep the rich richer and the poor poorer. I posted... On my internet, you can go there, at Cyberclops. C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. I posted side-by-side images of the websites during the Trump and current administration on my Twitter. You can go over there and look at it, or you can go to the Wayback Machine and check yourself. They are identical. The, the primary statements are identical. I didn't go through the whole site, obviously. Moving on. On the separate issue of the government shutdown... Congress will race to prevent it today with hours to go before the midnight deadline. Uh, The Senate plans to move first to pass a short-term appropriations bill that would keep the government running through December 3rd. Uh, Barring delays, the House would uh, then approve the plan and send it to President Joe Biden before funding lapses. The legislation includes money for hurricane relief and the resettlement of Afghan refugees. Uh, Congress and and, and the the, uh, hurricane relief will pass for sure. Uh, And if they don't do the Afghan refugee thing, uh, Republicans will be seen as complete douches because these are people that helped our military. Anyway, Congress can snuff out one possible crisis today, but has another looming. Of course, it's completely separate lawmakers still need to raise or suspend the debt ceiling as i was just talking about before october 18th to prevent a default on us debt which would result in job losses economic damage and drop in the stock market a huge drop as i mentioned yesterday democrats who control both chambers of congress tried to fund the uh, government and suspend the debt ceiling as part of the same bill they put them together senate republicans blocked the legislation even though extending the ceiling doesn't mean new spending. It has to do with what Republicans passed. Separate from what Pat Toomey said, that moron. He's, he's not a moron. He's, he's... It's propaganda. He's propelling the propaganda. That's what he's doing. Anyway, the approval would authorize the Treasury to cover its existing obligations. Senate Minority Leader uh, Mitch McConnell... Um, Uh, Mitch, the bitch McConnell, has said his party will vote for a funding bill without a suspension of the debt ceiling. So he'll vote for the funding bill separately. The Republicans will. So it it should be fine today. The government shouldn't shut. shut, There's no reason the government should shut down, shut down. Moving on. So why do you think Biden was so hell bent on getting out of Afghanistan by the end of August, by the 31st of August? There was apparently a reason. has to do with what Trump did. There was a moment in uh, the Tuesday Senate hearing on the withdrawal from Afghanistan when it became clear. It came when General Mark Miley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, of Staff, explained why he and the other chiefs, the top officers of the Army, Air Force, Navy, and Marines, all agreed that we needed to pull out by August 31st. The Doha Agreement, which President Trump... Had signed with the Taliban in early 2020 with no participation by the with the Afghan government. The Afghan government was not included in this this agreement between the Taliban and, and the US. It required a total withdrawal of foreign forces. If U.S. troops had stayed beyond August, Miley said the Taliban would have resumed the fighting and in order to stave off the attacks we would have needed 30,000 troops and would have suffered many casualties. And yet, as Miley also testified on Tuesday, he, the chiefs, the secretary of defense, Lloyd Austin, and other military officers advised Biden to keep 2,500 U.S. troops in Afghanistan beyond the August 20, 31st deadline. The difference is that those troops would be attached to uh, wouldn't be attached to any military mission. Instead, they would transition to a diplomatic mission. However, it is extremely unlikely that the Taliban would have observed this uh, sem- uh, semantic distinction. In their eyes, 25 U.S. troops would be seen as 25 U.S. troops, regardless of whether their mission was official or Uh, uh, or diplomatic, whether it was military or diplomatic, it wouldn't matter. So, again, now we have proof that the reason we had this pullout, this sudden pullout, was because of the Trump agreement. We could not stay another moment, or we would stay forever. Now it's becoming more clear. Moving on. In the latest pile of subpoenas, the committee investigating the insurrection is targeting individuals involved in the planning and organization of the Stop the Steal rally that begat the insurrection. Uh, The list includes individuals such as Amy Kremer, who became one of the most influential, influential figures in encouraging members of Congress to object to certifying the 2020 presidential results and in peddling conspiracy theories that helped spark violence that day, the insurrection. Uh, Kramer chairs the Women for America First and was listed as a point of contact on the permit for the rally. All individuals who the committee sent subpoenas to uh, uh, just, I guess, yesterday uh, have been asked to comply with requests by October 13th for documents followed by closed-door depositions later in the month. Now, the other subpoenas... Former Trump White House uh, Chief of Staff Mark Meadows, former Deputy Deputy Chief of Staff Dan Scavino, former advisor Steve Bannon and Kash Patel, and former Chief of Staff uh, to then-Acting Secretary of Defense Christopher Miller, who had also served as an aide to Republican Devin Nunez. Devin Nunez is a serious tool. He's going to get caught up in this. I know he is all have until October 7th to fulfill the committee's reports. The former Trump staffers have also been requested to appear before the committees to private depositions in October. As of this week, none have responded to anything. Thompson said the panel is not holding the opinion that they will cooperate last week he told CNN criminal contempt is on the table if those subpoenas don't cooperate and there is no reluctance at all among members of the panel to consider it if necessary they will get criminal content it will happen I'm looking forward to that I you know I, <coughs> there's a jail. In, in uh, uh, the, the, uh, the house. They have a jail in the house. They can use it. <laughs> that would be so cool. Oh, man. And the politics are exciting. You see that? See how politics are exciting? Oh, man. It's, it's like a boxing match. Except, you know, actually, boxing matches sort of bore me. Punch, 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 punch. Moving on. Uh, Manila's uh, defense minister said today, China has opposed a Philippines-led push for a review of its uh, 70-year-old defense treaty with the U.S., concerned that it could be seen in Beijing as an effort to contain its rise, China's China's rise. Uh, the Philippines wants to amend the 1951 Mutual Defense Treaty to make clear the extent to which the U.S. would protect and defend Uh, them when under attack. Uh, Defense Secretary Delphine Lorenzana said he had been urged, the Defense uh, Secretary of the Philippines, he had been urged by a former Chinese diplomat to back off in 2018. He said, while the U.S. welcomes the idea of revisiting the MDT, uh, which is the mutual defense treaty. An outside party does not. The former Chinese ambassador came to me and said, please do not touch the MDT, leave it as it is. Russia, China, Russia, China. Uh, Lorenzana said, it did surprise me. I asked him why. He said, any attempt to revise the MDT would be construed by the Chinese government as an act to contain the rise of China. There was no immediate comment from the Chinese embassy in Manila. The Philippine U.S. Alliance has existed for decades with a rotating presence of U.S. troops for joint exercises, intelligence exchanges and uh, hardware transfers. Lorenzana said it was clear that strengthening the MDT was not in uh, China's best interests. (laughs) China does not want, I mean, that's the Philippines, Japan, Taiwan we have deals with all of them to protect them from China China does not like that they want to expand they're already expanding into Russia I mean Russia has has more Chinese tourists than any country in the world right now. China is going crazy in Russia and they can they got what three billion people China uh, uh, Russia has uh, like uh, 200 million. Uh, Moving on, former president, uh, French president, Nicolas Sarkozy, has been sentenced to a year in prison for illegally funding his unsuccessful 2012 re-election campaign. He was found guilty in in, in a Paris court of spending tens of millions of euros more on his campaign than permitted under law. He will not be jailed, however, and uh, can serve his sentence at home with an electronic bracelet. Uh, according to the court, Mr. Sarkozy denies any wrongdoing and is expected to appeal against the ruling. Uh, it, it's his, his second uh, one year prison term. In March, he became the first former president of France to receive a custodial sentence for corruption and influence peddling, but remains free pending an appeal of that sentence. <laughs> he should be thankful. He didn't get the same thing as King Louis XVI of France in 1793. You know? I Wear a little bracelet and sit at home and relax? What's wrong with that? Would you rather lose your head? <laughs> oh, moving on. In a statement, the Interior Department said the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service will take a series of actions to ensure that the Migratory Bird Treaty Act, the MBTA... Uh, we talked about this months ago when uh, when when Trump uh, uh, pared it back. Anyway. Uh, uh, that the MBTA conserves birds today and in the future. Last November, the Trump administration proposed an industry-friendly relaxation of the MBTA that would let energy construction and land development companies off the hook for incidentally killing birds, despite an Interior Department warning that the rule shift would result in 500 million to a billion avian deaths per year. The rule was finalized on January 7th in what the Western Values Project called a parting gift to big oil by corrupt former oil oil lobbyist Interior Secretary David Bernhardt. The Interior Department, which first announced its intention to reverse the rule change in May, says it will now return to banning incidental bird kills and implementing enforcement discretion consistent with judicial precedent and long-standing agency Practice prior to 2017, uh, 2017. The you know the MBTA has been around for more than a century now. It's been around forever. I think it's I think it's been more than a century. I'm pretty sure. Was it 1917 or something? I'd have to look it up. I, I'm not sure. I'd have to look it up. Um. Corporate bird uh, killers had lobbied for the Trump era rule to change, seeking to avoid MBTA penalties like the. $125 million that ExxonMobil was forced to pay following the 1989 Exxon Valdez disaster and the $100 million fine levied on BP after the 2010 Deepwater Horizon explosion and oil spill that killed an estimated 100,000 seabirds. Now, remember, Deepwater Horizon was was a much higher fine, but the Republicans reduced it. Republicans reduced it. You remember that? Remember when that happened? A 2019 New York Times investigation found that even before the rule change, the Trump administration had stopped investigating most bird deaths while discouraging businesses and local governments from taking measures to protect avian life. Kill all the animals! Who cares? We don't need them! The Interior Department's announcement came on the same day that the U.S. Fish Fish and Wildlife Service proposed removing 22 animals, including numerous birds and one plant, from the endangered species list. Why would they remove them? Because they have become extinct under the Trump administration. That's why. Moving on. A new congressional report released yesterday revealing that uh, the baby food industry has failed to keep products with heavy metals off the shelves. Uh, This has spurred calls for federal authorities uh, authorities to enact swift action and tough limits on toxin, toxin levels. Uh, the publication came after the panel, the Subcommittee on Economic and Consumer Policy, previously warned and warned in February in a February report that most baby food manufacturers don't test finished products for levels of toxic metals, instead only test individual ingredients and vastly underestimating such levels in their finished products, according to uh, subcommittee chair, representative uh, Raja. Krish- Krishnamorthy from uh, Illinois. The new report reveals that companies not only underreport the high levels of toxic content in their baby food, but also knowingly keep toxic products on the market. Plum Organics, super puff rice based products tested between 2017 and 2019, were found to have arsenic levels over 200 parts per billion. That's in contrast to the FDA's 10 parts per billion limit for bottled water, which is 20 times the level. Uh, the report states Walmart set an internal maximum inorganic arsenic limit of 23 parts per billion for its finished baby foods. However, in 2018, Walmart abandoned that more protective standard, more than quadrupling it to a standard allowing 100 parts per billion inorganic arsenic in its baby food. Walmart offered no justification for its extreme course reversal on protecting babies' neurological development. Why would the seven members of the Walton family, all billionaires, the seven members together have more money than 50% of the U.S. population? Why would they care about your damn babies? The report outlined recommendations for the, uh, for uh, uh, both the FDA and uh, industry to follow up. In addition to uh, voluntarily adapting finishing, uh, excuse me finished product testing, the report called on the industry to phase out the use of ingredients frequently found to have high levels of the metals. Uh, the FDA has so far proposed draft limits to reduce exposure to toxic elements from foods eaten by babies and young children to as low as possible. Moving on. A former secretary for the SS. Yes, the Nazis. uh, Former secretary for the SS, commander of the Stutthof concentration camp, was being sought on an arrest warrant today after skipping the planned start of her trial in Germany on more than 11,000 counts of accessory to murder. The 96-year-old woman left the home, 96-year-old woman, I repeat, 96-year-old woman left the home where she lives in a taxi uh, earlier today, heading for a subway station on the outskirts of Hamburg. Her destination wasn't known. Presiding Judge Dominic Gross said the court had issued an arrest warrant and it remained to be seen whether she would be caught. Pro- Prosecutors uh, uh, argue that the woman was part of the apparatus that helped the Nazi camp function during the World War II. During World War II, more than 75 years ago, the court said in a statement before the trial that the defendant allegedly aided and abetted those in charge of the camp in the systematic killing of those imprisoned there between June 1943 and April 1945, in her function as a stenographer and typist in the commandant's office. Despite her advanced age, the German woman was to be tried in juvenile court because she was under 21 at the time of the alleged crimes. German media identified her as Ermgard Furchner. The defendant had claimed in a recent letter to the court that she was too frail to appear for trial. I'm guessing if she could run away at 96, be on the run... That she's healthy enough for trial. <laughs> uh, I'm sure they'll catch her in the next couple of days. Uh, maybe they'll, uh, I don't know. Maybe they'll catch her at a Denny's. Moving on. Uh, initial jobless claims climbed again last week, rising to 362,000. The four week moving average for weekly claims, which smooths volatility in the numbers, edged lower to 335,000. Uh, actually closer to 336 continuing claims, which run a week behind the headline weekly number rose to 2.84 million, an increase of 131,000. The four week moving average for continuing claims fell to 2.8 million with enhanced unemployment benefits coming to a close. The total of those enrolled under all programs fell to 11.25 million. Both Facebook And YouTube are under attack by Russia with threats to remove them. YouTube for shutting down Russia Today channels, spreading COVID lies. And Facebook for allowing posts of banned content. Uh, I'm guessing it's political content by users, but I'm unsure. Also, Evergrande has missed another uh, payment deadline. Evergrande was due to pay foreign bondholders $47.5 million dollars by yesterday but bondholders said they were yet to receive any payment evergrand has not comment, commented publicly on the issue it has been prioritizing its liabilities within china amid concerns of social unrest so it's paying paying its bills within china but not paying its bills outside of china last week evergrand missed an 83 and a half million dollar interest payment on an overseas bond, but struck an agreement with domestic investors over a $35.9 million payment, which was also due domestic investors, of course. As the deadline for similar interest payments passed yesterday, sources told uh, news sources that some offshore Evergrande bondholders had not received any money or communication on the matter. I'm sure in other countries, their properties are going to be seized and sold off to pay off their debt. That will probably happen. That has not happened yet. Anyway, uh, well, maybe, I don't know. They're pretty big to fail. China has got to bail them out at a certain point. So that's it. Sorry, it was a little bit longer today, right? Uh, I told you it was a lot more. Thanks for listening. Thursday, September 30th, 2021, Thursday, September 30th, 2021, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you coming every day. It's so nice of you to come every day. I I can't tell you how much. Really nice of you. Uh, Tomorrow is Friday, the first of the month. Don't forget to pay your rent. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow if you can and tweet to me. Come on. And and you got to go to my Twitter anyway to see my side-by-side comparison of the Treasury Department's website. Uh, Tweet to me, questions, insights, or fights, at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And you might want to school me on something. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget it. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.